हेलो एंड नमस्कार वेलकम टू दिस पॉडकास्ट स्टेशन पहल ब्रॉट टू यू बाय वाइट स्वान फाउंडेशन नॉन प्रॉफिट ऑर्गेनाइजेशन विदिशन टू डिलीवर नॉलेज सर्विस फॉर मेंटल हेल्थ एंड वेलबींग अक्रॉस द वर्ल्ड द जर्नी ऑफ मेंटल इलनेस इज फुल ऑफ ट्विस्ट एंड टर्नस अप्स एंड डाउन्स सीकिंग आंसर्स एंड सेलिंग अगेंस्ट द करेंट इट हैज ऑलवेज बीन लाइक दैट एंड इट कंटिन्यूज टू बी फॉर मोस्ट ऑफ अस However when we look closer especially in the recent times we see tiny spots of light at the end of the tunnel each of these lights tell us several stories these stories are about passion to change the status quo reaching out for solutions overcoming the challenge challenges and building a whole new world order they inspire us they guide us pehel is our attempt to dig deeper into these stories to identify the first step that is expected of each one of us on mental health care i am manoj chandran and you're listening to pehel a podcast brought to you by white swan foundation for mental health in my journey of 7 years in the mental health care space i have drawn the biggest inspiration and energy from the youth i have found them to constantly challenge the prevailing social norms that govern mental illness Many of them are not afraid to speak up and reach out. They understand the power of being an ally. I am convinced that the youth of our generation will bring about the change we need in the society to address the numerous challenges of mental health care. Which is why I launched Pehel with a very special guest Aishwarya Ravi Kumar. Nearly half of her life she has been fighting several mental health conditions including four major episodes. but that's not how i would want to describe aishwarya an outgoing personality who will make herself available to contribute to any situation while carrying out three internships during her graduation years she came out topping her college all set to start her double major post graduation course aishwarya recently finished writing her book one life twice square journaling her experience with mental illness and sharing her learnings on coping and dealing a bharatnatyam dancer a qualified visual effects practitioner a qualified life skills trainer ashwarya has participated in several international conferences by the way did i say that she is all of 24 years ashwarya welcome to pehel how are you today ashwarya i'm doing good i i'm having a wonderful day i feel as normal as anyone else so i don't feel any different about how i am a uh, great vishwarya um it's so nice to know that and um what is keeping you busy these days i have actually applied for my masters in uh, master of marketing and master of media and communication a double major in macquarie university sydney so i've got enrolled to the course and i've been working on it ever since my course starts in february so i've been working all along while getting to know my college and also the uh, courses which i have to apply henceforth very good ashwarya uh, all the best thank you um, so much sir so ashwarya getting into our conversation and the topic of our conversation on mental illness when was the first time you heard the word mental illness or mental health uh my first awareness about it was when i actually saw the movie omen and also the exorcist so these movies actually helped me to know about uh, 
a lot of mental health diseases and it makes it made me aware about the existing situations and also the superstitions associated with it and uh, the bollywood movie bulbulaya and the three the tamil movie actually helped me to discover and dig in more deep about the different types of mental illness that persist in the society mm. so these were my first instances where i actually researched and became aware about the different kinds of mental illness that prevails in the society and what kind of a, a, a perception you had built based on these kind of exposure to mental illness i actually used to just watch the movie and discover about digging deep and know about what it is i didn't have an idea about how many people would have been affected by this in recent times i've gotten to know that there are many people alike but then back then when i first started reading about it i thought the numbers were very minute i didn't have an idea about what people like that would feel or how people around them would react to them and feel they are abnormal or they're deficient or that they have been possessed these were the ideologies which were actually portrayed in this movie so these ideologies were something that made me think that how can somebody be someone else or how someone can actually be something they are not so this made me dig deep and actually analyze about things that it is just normal and this are something which is just as common as cold or cough and that it just happens to people so it is not right. something that is spiritual or it is not something called possession or it is not something which is similar to get, being uh, getting it because of any religion or your past or your ancestors so you know getting into uh, your own personal experience um, if you could describe uh, your experiences with mental illness to us i've had four major attacks and this is for the past 9 years uh, my first instance and experience and awareness about mental illness started 12 years back when i was in my 8th grade that was the first time i tried to commit suicide and i took a break off and i couldn't attend my exams i start my body started reacting with respiratory problems and i had a bleeding nose and uh, those instances took me off but then uh, nobody knew and i myself didn't realize that it was a mental health issue and later uh, in my 11th grade i couldn't uh, actually get to know many of the things and uh, my nose started bleeding again and suddenly in a flick i started hallucinating i saw a dark man hairy figure with red eyes and then instantly i realized that something is not right and that it is not real that i was very lucky enough to realize that it's not real i ran to my school counselor and actually didn't leave the room at all i was just crying i couldn't say anything i just used to say i'm seeing something i'm seeing something i couldn't express it i was just crying for hours they actually called in my parents and even after they came in i refused to leave that room i thought even if i go out or if i step out of the room something would happen to me or i would do something to myself or i would kill myself and with a lot of force i came back home and i was stuck in a corner and i took out i'm not going to say i'm an atheist or not but i actually held on to something which i which is very dear to me and i couldn't actually leave it at all and it took a couple of days to actually take me to a psychiatrist and uh, the medication started and forced we actually changed few doctors and i was in a very bad state i was harming myself terribly and i didn't have consciousness 
so when i never knew what i used to do to myself so when i was harming myself i completely had no consciousness so i was uh, sedated a lot so that i could stop harming myself and i would wake up with seeing six people holding me trying to prevent myself from damaging my body and i used to uh, wake up knowing that uh, there are a lot of bruises on my body i used to fa- feel the pain in my body and it actually took a lot of time to actually realize i used to fa- be unconscious for hours in a day and maybe a couple of days too and i i didn't know i was that strong so that six people were holding me from actually harming myself so in the past year uh, after my uh, consciousness actually uh, started getting a little better i started moving out so i used to faint on roads theaters restaurants but that didn't stop me and my parents from taking me around so by this time uh, my consciousness had dr- drastically increased and that made me possible to move around and uh, i was in uh, a lot of intensive psychiatric care in isolation in emergency wards moving in and out of different hospitals and being sedated and injected several doses of medicines to actually calm me down and uh, here i would actually talk about the most destructive part of my voyage here when i was in isolation that was the part that ripped me off completely it ripped me completely i felt like i was in a void i felt like a dead zone i had to live with seeing blood everywhere and people who might hallucinate around in the little time that i was conscious and not sedated i felt like a corpse but when i started writing about it i felt will my pain end if i'm dead we don't know about afterlife or rebirth so i'm not going to worry about it or talk something about it so however as the saying goes as we sow so we reap then will my pain ever end was the question which actually stuck to me when i actually looked back at what was happening with me the answer came when right. i realized that saving one life is the most precious thing anyone can do so why not start with saving myself as unless i save myself i can't expect another life to be saved and i want to do my bit to help people right ashwarya yes ashwarya thank you for sharing uh, uh, such an intense experience uh, with mental health issue um, you know uh, one of the biggest challenge we have been told is uh, that of denial we immediately get into a denial situation the moment we confront mental illness and yes. particularly self denial and uh, but you rushed to the school counselor uh, i mean it would have certainly taken even if it is a momentous decision how did it come to you that you should there should be a self acceptance that it is about mental illness and i must immediately seek recourse to it help for and this is the person i should go to how did that come to your mind uh, in such a short period of time it takes sometimes years for a person to immediately uh, to to decide that i have to seek uh, help from a professional and you were Uh, here you were within a few minutes in front of a mental health professional uh yes i would actually thank movies and me being a movie buff for actually analyzing all of it so uh, mm. f- first when i started hallucinating at that point of time i knew that it wasn't real so i was lucky enough to actually analyze it and i knew i needed help and i had bottled several things uh for the past 12 years 
and uh, actually from my 8th grade to 11th grade it was completely bottling up and there was nothing to do which i got medical care about mental illness so when i was in my 11th 9 years back that's when i started first hallucinating in school because i was disrespected uh, for something which i had not done which my professor realized later but then it was too late my brain had bottled up so much and it burst like a volcano so i really thought i needed help so i just rushed to my school counselor i knew that she can help me or she would actually be there just because uh, i had actually known that there are therapists and counselors associated with psychiatrists who actually deal with these kinds of problems so i knew right. that one person could help so that uh when i went there i didn't have denial about what i used to feel but i was in denial of what the society would see and how i would be there in the society previously i was really worried about how i would be perceived in front of everybody else but that fear was far reduced when i actually started writing my book and started analyzing of how life has been henceforth right ashwarya so uh, there's another aspect uh, which really comes out strong uh, in your journey and the way you've handled uh, the situation which is about uh, self belief you know um, yes. we've also seen that because it's an extremely strong facet of the of your personality because you need to have that belief in you to say that i think i am going to stay on the right course of treatment recovery and are uh, dealing with it how did you manage to build that self believe in yourself i didn't actually believe in myself uh, i would like to be truthful about it i was not a person who used to trust anybody else even when i first rushed to the counselor i had no trust i didn't trust my parents i didn't trust my doctors i didn't trust anybody but i just knew that there was something wrong with my body and then i'm feeling all of this suicidal and i'm hallucinating and everything so i just thought i need to be somewhere where i would feel safe that was only my intention or i would be at some place where that would give me courage to die so that was right. what was in my brain so uh, after that post which i started uh, when i started looking back and uh, now i actually see 21 people 20 people dripped in blood and uh, the hairy figure with red eyes which i used to see before and i've not seen water for the past 9 years it's just like blood for me the density and the texture just feels like blood and recently i have problems with white color also because white has turned blood for me so i have problems with differentiating colors but uh, in the past few months i've started to know which color is what by just staring at a white color for a long time so that i can differentiate between pink and red so these mm-hmm. uh, when it happened so uh my major uh, acceptance was just when i actually reflected back and writing my book when i was 21 years old that was when i had two major breakdowns in my life so i would call it pauses rather than a big major manic episode so uh, after that i had two more episodes so i uh, actually made a compilation of all of it and i call it one life twice square and when i first writing started writing about it that's when i got time to reflect back and analyze my triggers and how i started bottling up and why there was a lava boiling in me throughout and why it bursted like a volcano every right, time yeah. i had bo- been bottling up 
so when i did that i analyzed myself and i accepted myself for what i am the basic thing which i yeah. realized was there is nothing right or wrong it depends on the perception of the person so when that is like that there is no difference in us feeling normal about the way we are because for the other person they are normal so when we mutually understand it that way every person is normal in the way they are so to feel normal self acceptance is really important so unless we accept ourselves and feel that that is how we are and there is nothing to be ashamed about we cannot feel normal in the society and it's nothing right, about fitting in or feeling special or deficient about it's just the way we are so we need to just right. accept it and not dwell a lot of about it right ashwarya uh, ashwarya a couple of times uh, in your narrative you have brought up your family uh tell us a little bit about your family uh i i live with my parents and uh, my grandparents were previously they lived with uh, lived with us and then we became a nuclear family and my parents have been a complete support in whatever i have done in my life and uh, my parents have been a pillar of support i had no intention to live it was firstly my parents and then my doctors because of whom i am alive today there were no questions asked they were just by my side talking normally as if nothing had happened and i didn't know about my diagnosis and prognosis until the past year so that helped me a lot my parents never lost hope and they did everything to keep me alive even though i was just a stone and didn't uh, want to live and they didn't let me rot in a mental facility my mom especially i would like to mention is because she did more than anyone could she used to cover my eyes uh, while i'm brushing or bathing she cleared all the clear substances and glass cutlery at home because i would see it as blood with time i got used to it but uh, it used to bother me a lot now i'm i feel normal about it and sometimes so, we don't have to look for help somewhere it lies within us so the support system actually act like a catalyst but it is we until we want to get better or until we accept ourselves there is nothing more which can be done so this is incredible actually because i'm sure that the family uh, particularly parents may certainly have faced a lot of stigma around uh, uh, in society how did they manage that and how because many a time our decisions particularly within the family uh, are influenced a lot by uh, uh, and the kind of uh, view people around that marriage how did it uh, how how family parents manage that stigma and yet support you in the decision without seeking treatment uh go there is major stigma about mental health i would uh, like to talk about it just because mostly people think that going to a psychiatrist means that you belong in nimans or a psychiatric prison and therapy and counseling are for insane people that's what people have always said and uh, that was when uh, everybody around us in the first circle of my family used to actually talk about uh, it doesn't mean that we judge who is sane or insane because one feels the same for the other and vice versa and the other thing which uh, mostly when i discussed it with a lot of people in my family and anything and my friends uh when i shared my first video online about my mental illness 
uh, I heard that it was only for rich people, and it's what a lot of papers have printed about. So it is not only about famous people because they have paparazzi loitering around and digging into their personal life. It doesn't mean that they're the only ones in the boat. There are actually pl- plenty more, but their voices go unheard in an ocean because of the overrated celebrity culture that prevails around us. So we need to right. please understand that we don't fall prey to illness because of how heavy our pockets are. We do have a voice and we definitely will be heard. Just as how few drops of water can become a vast ocean. And the other mm. thing which people say and what I've heard is that we believe in God and nothing will get to it. I'm not going to mention any religion, but this is what I heard from one of my friends who actually reacted to my online post. And another friend actually said it's a spiritual issue and we don't have to do anything about it. That's what the person's family actually said to her. This statement just made me feel how people have been molded, how they have molded spirituality to suit their own needs. I remember saying it to the person that spirituality is also about self-calling, acceptance and belief in oneself. And uh, another thing which uh, I've majorly heard is that we do religious prayers or we do a lot of uh, superstitious things, then everything will be fine. So that is not something which is true. Here I would actually share my personal experience which happened. Another incident which I recollect was when one of the members of my family circle took some videos and pictures of me in my manic state and showed it in a place of worship to a priest. Uh, the priest said I was possessed. Me, with whatever sense again I had left, I strongly refused that path. And in both instances, thank God, I hear me in the real God, not the superstitious or the accepted one, uh, who gave me strength. And also, I thank my parents for being practical and not succumbing to this mere superstition that exists around us. Right, uh, Ishwarya. Ashwarya, you also had mentioned about your friends, and I really would like to speak about that. Of course, family is so close to us, and uh, there is a sense of um, care and responsibility yeah. that they understand. But, you know, friends, again, play uh, almost an equal kind of uh, yeah. important role. Um, how did, um, did you have a close uh, circle, friend circle, and how did they react to the various issues that they, you uh, were talking with? I have with? a lot of friends, but uh, nobody knew about what was happening with me because I was pretty hmm. good with camouflaging myself. So uh, after my 11th, I did my 12th through NIOS. And I didn't lose a year then. So I moved on to graduation in Mount Carmel College. I would say that was the golden period of my life. And I got very real good friends around me. And during my second attack, uh, I fell on the street near my internship office. And that's when my uh, office people had to contact my friends to get my parents' contact. So that's when uh, two of my friends got to know about what I was experiencing. And again, when I was, uh, the next year when it consequently happened, uh, some of my classmates then came for a surprise birthday party. And uh, I told uh, three of my closest friends then. Majoritively, most of them came to know only when I put up the public video online about mental illness. They've always stayed by me after they came to know, or even before that. There were cases when I actually lost some documents in my previous college because uh, I actually t- attempted to do post-graduation three times and I had to quit 
because of my mental illness and i used to stay unconscious for months so i actually had to quit my course uh, so most of the months in my life are blank i don't have memories of it uh, so when i actually quit one of the time uh, i actually needed some documents but the college uh, refused to give it to me so i had to actually find a non search complaint in the police station and get affidavits and all that stuff my parents refused to actually go into that path it was my friends who actually stayed with me came to the police station for a couple of times four or five times and helped me get through it so i really thank them for being a pillar to my support and not letting me down when even my parents weren't there for me so why ashura you feel that uh, your friends were there with you and supported you through uh, uh the struggles you were going through and the need uh, that you had for support and care because many a time in fact friends also like you mentioned that they have such wrong notions about mental illness and uh about about people with mental health issues that support does not come up so forth it's yes. not so forthcoming no why is it that they could really say that we are there with you and we understand uh, and empathize I with you i would actually thank uh, everyone around me because i was fortunate to meet very good people and my friends were really true to me they didn't bother about my deficiency or how i was they just accepted me the way i am and even though the others would actually think of it as something abnormal or would laugh about it it used to i i used to not feel uh, embarrassed about it i was just used to feel pity for them that they weren't aware and ex- acceptable about most of the things that exist in the world and uh, after my friends uh, actually most of them started accepting about the way i am and about mental illness the others also started to empathize and one thing which i used to always say uh, was that i never needed any sympathy i wanted to be respected and empathized for the way i am and uh, since i used to camouflage a lot and hide everything and just act as normal trying to fit in uh, that's when uh, most of the people didn't actually know anything about myself when i started being vocal and telling few of my friends as i mentioned before and then when i came up up front and did an online video about my mental illness that's when i actually felt that there is nothing to be ashamed about that is how we are and unless we accept ourselves and feel that is normal for us there is nobody that can stop us from going ahead or that can actually uh, make us feel embarrassed about the way we are if we accept ourselves then nothing can get in the way and my friends are my uh, actual true support that they have actually accepted me the way i am and uh, been there throughout my journey from when i actually told them and they're still with me even after three uh, setbacks after four setbacks in my life and three attempts for pg course now my fourth attempt in sydney they've actually been my my side and they say i can do it and that makes me feel more confident and my teachers have also been a lot of support so because of them my parents i have been able to overcome this and i've accepted myself so i would really like to thank them and even my doctors for not actually letting me rot somewhere right indeed um so uh, also tell me ashwarya do you know of anyone in your friend circle who may have had a mental health issue and 
who may have probably gone through a very different trajectory initially at least and um, do you know of any such cases uh, yeah. there actually? when i actually first posted my online video about mental illness i actually asked people to share if they would actually relate to me so i had no idea up till then that there were couple of my friends and unknown people who actually reacted to that video saying that even we are in depression and we had suicidal thoughts too but most of the things which i heard different to mine was due to bad breakups due to family circumstances due to financial issues and due to the work culture around them and also because they felt ashamed of the way they are they actually wanted to fit into the society the culture which exists and the cult culture which is actually found these days they thought they didn't fit in and they weren't accepted among a group of people that's why they felt worthless and that's how they got into depression and most of them had succumbed to superstitions as i mentioned before and uh, they used to blame religion for everything that happened to them or they used to completely be in denial about what they face or they refused to get help because they thought it as a taboo to visit a psychiatrist so i actually spoke to them i shared my experience and i actually told them that there is nothing to be afraid of and going to a doctor a psychiatrist especially doesn't mean we are going to end up in a, a psychiatric prison somewhere so they can actually help us and we can get the medical right. help required right ashwarya actually that brings me to the next part of our discussion you know uh, uh, i would really like to know from you that why did you decide, decide to speak out about uh, your experience the, the most firstly what came to my mind was i accepted myself and i felt normal in the society and i when i accepted myself i thought uh, everybody else has problems for everybody what they face is a mountain for them so there is nothing to feel different about so for me my problem is the biggest for them their problem is the biggest so they see themselves as normal i see myself and when i see myself as normal everybody is normal in the society so what there to be ashamed of actually opening up and saying about how we are because that is how we are and whatever hallucinations or whatever is being diagnosed with ourselves it's a part of our life and what is there to hide about it so people make a lot of money people do movies people work in offices and it's just like that even it's your life that is going to take you to that track and unless we actually accept ourselves we cannot open up about it and we shouldn't feel uh, ashamed or uh, that we lost our dignity because of whatever happened to us because of what what the mental issues we face and opening up about it was my major intention after 12 years was because i wanted to at least influence 0.1% of the people to actually seek medical help and accept that med- mental illness it's not something to be ashamed or shy about i i wanted that awareness to be uh, in people and i do i didn't want to be the privileged one who was lucky enough to get the medical support required and i didn't want people to think that it is just uh, not for everybody even middle class people low class people rich people everybody can uh, get into mental illness it's just because of our lifestyle 
and how uh, our life moves on or how we perceive ourselves so speaking about it is really important right, because yeah. that's when we actually feel normal it's not that we try to fit in it's just that we are ourselves and that is how we have to be so speaking about it uh, shouldn't uh, mean that we get ashamed about it it's just acceptance about ourselves yes uh, but uh, at any point in time did you feel that you were uh, you were uh, privileged uh, with the fact that you had such a supporting family and uh, a good caring uh, friend circle because not everybody uh, may immediately at least find that coming up should they in, should they uh, decide to speak out and uh, reach for help i was i really feel privileged to have a supporting family and friend circle first when i actually witnessed my uh, problems with mental illness i had no one around me but, uh, 12 years ago i couldn't actually share anything or i couldn't do anything about it uh, after 3 uh, 4 uh, years when i actually started hallucinating that's when i sought help uh, medical help and even to this date i have not shared anything uh, which were my triggers or anything until i started writing my book that's the first time when my parents and my doctors actually got to know about the reasons of my mental illness uh, reaching the heights of uh, uh, whatever it has been diagnosed uh, and after which i actually started talking to people about it and sharing with my close friends that's when i started realizing how people were open about it and how people would actually accept me with the deficiencies i have and that's when i felt that it is not a deficiency mm. and it is just the way i am and most of the people are not that fortunate i would say but then if they accept themselves and if they are strong in their perception and belief that they are normal and that nobody else and nobody else's perceptions can actually influence them and speaking about it is just as normal as talking about a uh, viral fever then they will have people around them who will actually make an effort to not sympathize but empathize with them so that is very important according to me right right ashwarya you know so looking back into the 12 years uh, what is that one step you took you feel that changed the way you have managed your journey with mental health issues which is the single biggest decision which really helped you in uh, the rest of the I journey i was diagnosed with uh, bipolar disorder psychosis depression catatonic stupor agoraphobia anxiety and panic uh, disorder so with a big diagnosis and prognosis in my life the major decision which i took was not to quit my studies i wanted to continue in the education path and i wanted to show people that no matter how bad you are and uh, i forgot to mention that i even hallucinate so uh, seeing 21 people blood around me and uh, being bipolar and everything it didn't stop me from getting into education i didn't succumb to distance learning or uh, doing my continuing my education through correspondence i wanted to be among people and be normal and accept myself the way i am i continued my studies three dropouts in post graduation course uh, courses didn't stop me from applying for the fourth one in sydney so now i am uh, going there 
and continuing my education so that has been the biggest step which i have taken i didn't succumb and shy away from shy away and uh, hid myself under my blanket and try to do something without others knowing i wanted to be there among people and i wanted to live learn from different lifestyles about different different life people have about different cultures and i wanted to travel around and learn as much as i can about people's life and about different beliefs in the society i would actually say that no person should be deprived of the belief they actually uh, have faith in because that is something that keeps them strong and that belief should actually come with a lot of understanding about the actuality of life atheist or not they should understand what is life themselves if they go into the cult culture where people are making a huge amount of money blindly believing in whatever they say they won't actually understand the actual meaning of how life experiences go so that is one thing i took a big major step in and i stood strong and i believed in myself in whatever i believed and had faith in and i didn't want to hide myself and uh, stay away from the society i wanted to be in a part of the society i want to continue my education and i want to work and help as many people as i can by being upfront about it thank you ashwarya i think um, uh, it is it is such an important uh, decision that you made that you will not allow any any adversity to affect uh, the full desire to be educated desire to study and uh, i am sure you will again emerge with flying colors after uh, your post graduation and when you look to start your career thank you so much uh, ashwarya the last point I, which you have actually mentioned several times in our conversation is about the book that you have written and uh, is waiting for a publisher to come and pick up uh, to publish um why a book uh, i know that you have made a very good video uh, about your experiences and i i understand why you feel that you should speak out so that you can bring in change in the mindset of people about mental illness but why a book and what does a book say uh my first thing about writing a book was no idea about getting it published or getting people to read about it i wanted to know myself i wanted to know my triggers and i wanted to know what was the first instinct which actually led me through all this voyage and journey of mine and i actually went back uh, 12 years ago and even i went back to my childhood to see pick up instances which actually affected me and which actually led to me bottling it up a lot and as i progressed i found out that there were so many instances which actually affected me and i refrain to speak about just because i wanted to keep it to myself and i didn't want to uh, actually dishonor somebody or disrespect somebody because of the comments they had given i wanted to just keep it aside and just see the good in people and not actually keep judging them because of the way they have judged me so i wanted to figure out for myself that how these instances made my body react to it especially my mind and uh, the book actually helped me in accepting myself it actually showed me that i am not the only one in the boat and that i don't have to be ashamed because of the way i am i see things uh, 
I see blood everywhere. I see people around, and I have ups and downs because of being bipolar and I'm agoraphobic. That doesn't that didn't lead me to actually go on Google and browse about what actually is. And I still now don't care about my diagnosis or prognosis because I just want to experience what I feel. And no word or no term in medical uh, medical term. or in anybody's uh, book of uh, book of perceptions can actually describe what a person faces or experiences so i wanted to uh, log in my experiences so that i can analyze myself about my progress and also about the triggers which i have and also the positives which i can take back from it and the learning is very very important and that learning came from me logging down all the instances that happened in my life and the four major instances which i mentioned about i don't call it as manic episodes or breakdowns i use the term pauses because it's just a pause in life and then you can go back as we have technical difficulties and we actually face it right now so it is just for a glimpse of a second we get back the connection so it's just a pause in life we can play it back again so this understanding i got because of my book and when i uh, reached the ending state that's when i realized that i shouldn't shy away i have to get it published so that at least one person can actually be helped in opening about it and my intention was that somebody should actually seek medical help and not just shy away and bottle up like how i did and become as worse case as i became because of refraining from talking to people and depression mm-hmm. has become so common uh, these days that people think about it as uh, just something which everybody has and give less importance to it it is not true whatever the person faces is big for him so you cannot think low about anybody else because of the way they uh, are and uh, i actually don't use the term victims or patients because that is something which actually makes us accept that we have an illness it is not an illness it is just the way we are and uh, as i hallucinate i actually feel that it is something which i have given life to it is in my brain i would like to quote uh, harry potter and the deathly hallows part 2 statement which goes like it's in my mind doesn't mean it is not real it is real for us but uh, for others it might not be real so that is normal for them and this is normal for us so we don't have to perceive it as an illness or a deficiency and uh, i would refrain from using the term victims because i don't want people to succumb to something lower than what they feel about the others i would i actually preferred using the term caramel because uh, when sugar is heated it turns into a caramel and these are different stages people uh, others can be like sugar which have their own purpose caramel also has their purpose being heated i would use uh, the term heated as a catalyst or the instances which we faced in our life that actually helped us become a caramel so a caramel is actually used in chocolates and people actually love it as a syrup so that is something when it can be accepted so why not people like us not be uh, accepted so sugar also exists caramels also exist it's just another modified form of it so uh, everything actually starts from the same basic point 
so there is nothing to be uh, ashamed about it and there is absolutely uh, uh, no necessity to hide about the way we are it is really good to actually open about it and i i don't say that i have actually opened about everything which i've written in my book i've opened about 99% but uh, that 1% which actually stays within us is a lot of questions and something which we actually don't even know that is something which we cannot actually share with anybody and this logging down of my book was the first time my doctors and my parents actually knew about what was happening in my life so that was also one of the major steps which decision i took after writing the book to share with my parents and doctors i took a couple of years to actually come up and actually say to them that i've actually written something like this so i wanted people to accept uh, everything they are and just not shy away but actually try to help someone like them so that the chain continues you actually mentioned a question about what i would like to see change in the society so i would just yes. add one word to it i would call it a square that is awareness and acceptance for both the affected and the others both have to accept themselves and the others so i would just say awareness and acceptance in the society is really important especially in terms of mental illness ashurya indeed you are an inspiration to thousands mental health uh, care space requires a lot of people like you and uh, the life lessons the kind of experiences that you've shared um the kind of uh, guidance that you provide to particularly people who could possibly be caregivers and allies to those who have a problem and uh, really do better some support and care is really really encouraging um talk to you about aishwarya Uh, I hope to have you again in another episode of Pahed to discuss aspect of experiences with mental illness. Yes. Thank sir, you so sir. much for joining me today. Uh, my you, best sir. wishes and our best wishes with you always. Thank Ashwarya you. Ashwarya Ravi Kumar, 24-year-old achiever who is learning to manage her mental health issues. There are several lessons for us in her story that should inspire us to take the first step of Pahed. Thank you for listening to Pahel, a podcast brought to you by White Swan Foundation, delivering knowledge services on mental health. You'll find more about us on www.whiteswanfoundation.org. Until the ne- next episode, bye. Thank you.